0: Hey everybody, welcome to Kern Talks, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church's podcast, where we revisit the message from this week's church service. I'm Chris DeQue, the worship leader and producer at Kern Church. We know you're busy and maybe don't have time to watch the video for a whole service. Well, we got you covered with Kern Talks. With that said, let's hear Pastor Donna Hester's message from Sunday, September 19th. Least of all. Good morning. I'm Donna Hester, pastor at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. And I want to welcome you to worship this morning from wherever you are. The wisdom from above calls to us, calling us to peace, gentleness, kindness, and mercy goodness, and service. Our gospel lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 30 through 37. And I am reading from the Common English Bible. From there, Jesus and his followers went through Galilee. But he didn't want anyone to know it. This was because he was teaching his disciples. The Son of Man will be delivered into human hands. They will kill him. Three days after he is killed, he will rise up. But they didn't understand this kind of talk. And they were afraid to ask him. They entered Capernaum. When they had come into a house, he asked them, What were you arguing about during the journey? They didn't respond, since on the way they had been debating with each other about who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all. And servant of all. Jesus reached for a little child, placed him among the twelve, and embraced him. Then he said, Whoever welcomes one of these children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me isn't actually welcoming me, but rather the one who sent me. This is the word of God, for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Jesus and his disciples are again traveling, and while Jesus is traveling, he is teaching them. This is the second time in the Gospel of Mark in which Jesus teaches the disciples and tells them this. The Son of Man will be delivered into human hands. They will kill him. Three days after he is killed, he will rise up. It's the second time. But the disciples still don't understand what Jesus is talking about. The disciples don't want to understand, most likely, what Jesus is talking about. And so, they don't ask a lot of questions. They keep on moving and they keep on traveling And the disciples maintain their thoughts about what Jesus and being the Messiah means. And it definitely doesn't mean being delivered into human hands and being killed. And so as they travel along, the disciples argue with one another. They probably are hanging back behind Jesus several steps, heads together. And the conversation we will learn is about who is the greatest. Which one of them is the greatest? And it probably started with the fishermen. With Peter and Andrew, James and John. Just trying to decide who was the greatest. And then Matthew chimes in that a tax collector was way above fishermen. And maybe Judas chimed in with, I've got you all beat. He trusts me with the treasury. They all have their reasons for being the greatest. They all have their desire to be number one. To be Jesus' favorite. To be the greatest of all disciples. But when they get to their where they were going, Jesus calls them together to finish that teaching moment. And he asks the question, What were you arguing about during the journey? We've all been there. We've been arguing about something, whether it was with our siblings behind a parent, or in a classroom with a teacher, or co-workers and a boss. Somehow, our whispers were louder than we thought they were. Jesus knows what they were arguing about. And they really don't want to tell Jesus. They really don't want to tell him that they were arguing about who was the best disciple. And so they didn't respond. They kept quiet. And and Jesus, knowing what they had been arguing about sat them down, talked to them again. Whoever wants to be first must be least of all and the servant of all, Jesus said. And then he picks up a child who is in the house. Whoever welcomes one of these children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me isn't actually welcoming me, but rather the one who sent me. Jesus continues to try to get the disciples to understand, to understand that his ministry is different than they expect. His ministry is different than what everyone is expecting to happen. Jesus isn't going to ride in as the Savior on a war horse. Jesus isn't going to overtake the Roman authorities. Jesus is going to show his leadership by being a servant to all. It was difficult for the disciples to understand. And while we aren't told what happens after Jesus talks to them and shows the child to them, we, we know enough to know that they still didn't understand. And let's be honest... Do we understand? We've heard, we've heard Jesus' teachings many, many times. We have heard Jesus tell us that he will be turned over. He will be killed. He will rise up. We know the rest of the story. And yet, we continue to forget this teaching of Jesus. We continue to forget that whoever wants to be first must be least of all, and the servant of all. We know it as whoever wants to be first must be last, the question, who is the greatest, circled throughout those disciples. And let's be honest, the question, who is the greatest, circles within us as well. We can imagine how Jesus and the disciples went through. Galilee, and how they were able to discuss who was the greatest. But what about us? Let's imagine for a moment, let's imagine a time 45 years back, let's imagine the 1975-76 school year and it's the school year on the campus of Indiana University and while we're in the fall and the beginning of school years let's fast forward to the end of the school year and let's imagine Jesus and 12 guys wandering the campus and the rolling hills The disciples with Jesus at this point in time are six guys who were on the football team and six guys who were on the basketball team. They've distanced themselves from Jesus and they begin the argument Who is the greatest? And the argument begins not about who is the greatest disciple but who's the greatest team on campus That's easy The six basketball players proclaim It's a slam dunk Our season we were 32 and 0 undefeated National champions, we're the greatest. Football six hang their heads. Not much to argue about there. They were two, eight, and one. Who is the greatest? But you see, that's what the disciples were doing. That's what the athletes are doing. And right down to it, it's what we do. We compare who the greatest is by world standards. Seldom do we compare who the greatest is by Jesus' standards. By world standards... Greatness, who is the greatest, is based on power, wealth, control, status, influence. We hear a lot these days about goats, the greatest of all time. We mark someone in every field as a goat. Ample on the Indiana University campus, easily the six from the basketball side were the goats. I find it interesting. Because if you shift it a little and you look at biblical standards, goat, goats don't have a lot of high standing in the world. And yet that's what we use to determine the greatest, the greatest of all times. That's the standards that the world uses. And to be honest, unfortunately, more often than not, those are the standards we use as well. We use standards of power, wealth, and control, and try to put ourselves right there with Jesus and ask that others understand. We're, we're the greatest. But Jesus uses a different standard of greatness. Jesus's standard of greatness is very, very different. It's a standard that looks at weakness, vulnerability, humility, truthfulness, faithfulness, sacrifice, and service when it comes right down to it, Jesus' standard of greatness is all about love. Love of God. Love of neighbor. Jesus calls us to love one another. Jesus calls us to sacrifice for others. Jesus calls us to serve others. A term to use for today, Jesus calls us to be a Loa. Jesus calls us to be least of all. We think about the ways in which The world looks at greatness. The valedictorian of the class is the greatest. And then, Jesus' ways of looking at greatness. The last... In the class, with a grade point average to graduate, is among the greatest. Jesus calls us to serve. Jesus calls us to be a part of his kingdom. And in order to be a part of his kingdom, the first must be the least of all. We must be the least of all and the servant of all. To be the least and to serve, Jesus picked up that child, Jesus placed that child in front of the disciples. And today Jesus places that child in front of us and says that we need to welcome the child and we need to welcome the one who sent him We look at the, and it has to be a preschooler It has to be no more than a toddler because it doesn't take us long on the human road before we understand and we want to be the greatest by being the first. But we look at that child. We look at that understanding of love an understanding of care. And an understanding of being a part of everyone's lives. Jesus calls us low. Jesus calls us to be least of all. Jesus calls us to be open, to be welcoming to be servants of all, and to care for all around us. It's difficult. There's no doubt it's difficult. But I encourage you today not to look at the world's standards of greatness, but to look at Jesus' standards of greatness. To encompass Jesus' standards of greatness into your lives. To serve all and to be least of all. Let us pray. Jesus, we come to you this morning. We come knowing that... You call us to be vulnerable and truthful and faithful. You call us to sacrifice and love and to service. Those aren't qualities that come easy to us. Jesus, come to us today as we open our hearts and our lives for your teaching, for your help and your understanding, as we make your standards a part of our lives and that our greatness might be in the ways in which we serve others. Amen. Receive now this benediction. Go in confidence and peace, joyfully serving the Lord who walks with you. Bring hope to the hopeless, joy to those who sorrow, and peace to the afflicted be true witnesses to the love of God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page, at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.